Welcome to this episode of Mentors at Your Benchside, the podcast giving you advice, tips and tools for getting the most out of your research. I'm Adam Pawson and today I'll be talking to you about quantitative PCR primer design. Primer design is a critical step when setting up your qPCR or RT-qPCR for gene expression analysis. qPCR primers that anneal poorly or that anneal to more than one sequence during amplification can significantly impact the quality and reliability of your results. Also, if you are performing a one-step RTQPCR, the reverse transcript test will use the reverse primer to prime the transcription reaction. In this scenario, a poor primer would result in both inefficient reverse transcription and inefficient amplification. Considering this, it's well worth spending the time necessary to design good quality QPCR primers. The good news is that primers are cheap, so you can easily test several different pairs to choose the best ones for your experiment. The bad news is the primer testing requires time and patience, so the sooner you get a pair of primers working, the better. The NCBI tool PrimerBlast is widely used for qPCR primer design. There are many other primer design tools available online, including Primer3, and PCR suppliers often offer their own design programs free of charge. So getting started with qPCR primer design. The first step in designing primers is to get the nucleotide sequence of your gene of interest. Go to the PubMed gene database and search for your gene of interest. You can then filter by species in the right-hand corner of the next screen. Click on the gene of interest and scroll down until you find the NCBI reference sequence or RefSeq for your gene. Note that there may be multiple sequences if your gene has different isoforms. Make sure you click on the isoform you are interested in. Click on the name and on the next screen you will see a link to pick primers in the right-hand corner of the screen under Analyze the Sequence. Click on the Pick Primers link to take you to the Primer Blast tool. The Primer Blast tool has many parameters and options to set. Firstly, set the parameters for the qPCR primers. Here you'll find some of the basic settings for your primers, including the PCR product size and melting temperature. There is also an option to include sequences for reverse and forward primers. Set the following parameters. PCR product size. For efficient amplification, design the primers so that the amplicon is between 70 and 200 base pairs long. Number of primers to return? This is up to you, depending on how many options you want to choose from. It won't take long for the program to design 10 primers, and this should give you a reasonable chance of finding a suitable pair. Melting temperature. As a rule, aim for a minimum of 60 degrees and a maximum of 63 degrees C. The ideal primer melting temperature is 60 degrees C, with a maximum difference of 3 degrees C in the melting temperature of the two primers. Melting temperature calculators, like the one we have included in the episode description, can be used to determine these temperatures. Secondly, set the exon intron selection. To avoid amplification of contaminating genomic DNA, design primers so that one half of the primer hybridizes to the three prime end of one exon, and the other half to the 5' end of the adjacent exon. To do this, simply select Primer must span an exon-exon junction. You don't need to change the other settings. Thirdly, set the Primer pair specificity checking parameters. Use the default settings for these. The program will use the RefSeq mRNA sequence from the organism you selected to design the primers. Next, checking the output screen. Once all the parameters are set, clicking on Get Primers returns a list of potential forward and reverse primer sequences to choose from. This can take a while, but the screen updates periodically to show you the time since submission. Take a look at the options the program returned and pay special attention to the following. 
Make sure the 3' prime end of the primer contains a G or a C residue because the T and an A residue bind more easily to DNA in a non-specific way. Aim for a GC content of around 40-60% to ensure maximum product stability. And avoid self-complementarity to decrease the possibility of primer-dimer formation. Ideally, the primer should have a near-random mix of nucleotides. Now pick the best two or three primers in order and test them. Good luck! So that's it for your step-by-step -step guide to qPCR primer design. Check out the episode description for links to related articles and resources. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast to get more help and advice from mentors at your bedside. Are you always on the go, but still seeking valuable insights to advance your research? Well, look no further than Listen In, the podcast from Bite Size Bio that offers the benefits of webinars in a portable format. With webinars featuring leading researchers and commercial specialists discussing techniques like CRISPR-Cas9 and microscopy. With Listen In, you can tap into their expertise and drive your research project forward efficiently and productively, no matter where you are. Visit bitesizebio.com forward slash podcasts or search for Listen In in your podcast app to subscribe.